everyone. Welcome to Backstory Sessions. I'm your host, Matt. We hope you enjoy this episode. Great to be back. I'm glad you guys, uh, you know, asked me to to give an update and, and chat with you guys again. Yes, because I followed you. I've become a fan since our last interview. Uh, so I've been following you on social media and I see that you've been extremely busy. I definitely have been. I, you know, I try to keep myself busy that way. You know, idle hands, you know, they say the devil's workshop. So I try to constantly have <laughs> something going so that I don't get bored. Yeah, I think it's actually my uh, my ADHD keeps me going. <laughs> I've always got to be doing something. Otherwise, I feel like I'm being useless, and that's not a good feeling for me. So, yeah, I try to stay busy, stay busy. Well, so um, giving a damn, don't go with my outfit, had just um, come out, I think, last time we talked. Um, so... How did that song end up being received overall? I want to say um, pretty well. I mean, we had over 530,000 Spotify streams um, is what we ended up uh, having. And it's still growing. My video is almost up to 17,000 views, which, you know, for an indie artist, that's pretty good. Um, good. Right. And so uh, my news video is uh, up to 10,000. So I like the growth, you know. Uh, but I released everything in an album and the name of the album is given a damn, don't go with my outfit. And that's the title track. And so, um, that came out in December and I want to say overall, it's, it's doing pretty good. I'm, I'm selling some of my actual physical copies of my CDs and at my shows and, you know, people are enjoying it. So I would say it's probably one of my most successful songs. And I know it's doing some stuff over in Europe right now. There's like a radio promotion going on with it. So it's, it's charting over there. So Wow, congrats. Yeah. That's awesome. I'm waiting to see the money, though. I hadn't seen any of that yet. So. <laughs> that I just bit. keep seeing it go out. Yeah, I just, see, I just keep writing the checks. And I don't yeah. see anything coming back yet. <laughs> but they say, you know, well, it takes six months. I'm like, you mm, still waiting. <laughs> <laughs> it's been a year. Hmm. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Well, you you get trickles, you know. Right. Yeah. <laughs> oh, look! This month you made thirty bucks. I'm like, this five hundred thirty thousand streams. No, it should be more than that. <laughs> but when you look at what you know they pay us, uh, it's it's very 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 tiny. It's like point zero zero two cents, and then that gets divided by the writers. Uh, and I'm a co-writer on it, so and there's three of us, so yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's very little. Hmm. You know, but it is what it is. I mean, at least my stuff's getting out there. And, I, you know, you have to, like I, I tell some of my, my fellow musicians here that um, they're like, well, how are you getting your stuff out? And I'm like, well, you know, I pay a PR guy. I have to. Because when I wasn't paying somebody that had connections, um, my music would just sit here. And only my friends heard it. And I'm like, well, that's why am I doing it if you can't get it out to the world? You mm-hmm. know, I do it because I enjoy it. But I want as many people as possible to, you know, to hear it and enjoy it and relate to it. Um. And I found that, you know, like a, you know, they always say it takes money, to, you know, you got to spend money to make money. And that's, it's very true. You do. 
Mm. I mean, look at the, look at all the labeled artists. You know, I've been told several times, like you know, you know, if you had a hundred thousand dollars, you could probably billboard chart because you would have to pay that in order to get it on these billboard stations. You know, mm. that's true. still very true today. So, you know, it is. I guess it is how it is. I'm I'm doing it the 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 poor cheap person way because <laughs> I don't have a hundred grand. I don't have a hundred grand. Not yet. You know. Yeah, well, not yet. Slowly, slowly. I put my thirty dollars back every month. That's right. <laughs> it is what it is, you know. Yeah. So. Well, go ahead, Kat. You've been on some cruises too. Yeah. So I did the. Uh, the I think it's the which one was on the Escape. Yeah. So I did the um, the Caribbean. I flew into Port Canaveral and and. Um, did the uh, the Caribbean run for three weeks during the Thanksgiving holiday. Um, and then I'm scheduled for another one in June. So I'll actually be up in the Baltic, which they're moving that ship, I just found out. So I will be in Sweden, Norway, Estonia, um, Denmark, Germany for one week. And then they're transitioning it back down to Florida because of what's going on up there. So mm. I will be in the danger zone for one week, but I'll get to see countries that, you know, I haven't seen yet. So I'm like, well, I'll kind of take the risk to be there for a week and just pray nothing happens. Yeah. Because <laughs> well, I think one of the stops is actually Poland. So, because wow. uh, they took, uh, they took Russia off. Um, we were supposed to be staying overnight in St. Petersburg and they obviously, you know, with everything going on, they took that one off and uh, probably replaced it with. Probably a good idea. Right, 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 right. Well, we don't want to give them any money, you yeah, know. Yeah. Nobody wants their tourism dollars spent there. But uh, I think they put us uh, an extra stop in Poland, an extra stop in Sweden, and an extra stop in Germany. Nice. So we ended up with three more stops, I think, than we were supposed to, because it's a nine-day cruise, and I was supposed to do four of those, and uh, so a little over a month, and then fly back. But they're moving it, so I'll actually fly into Denmark, and then they're doing a 13-day transition. Get this. 13-day transition, and they're stopping in one place. So you are on the sea for 12 days, <laughs> going from the Baltic down to Florida. And I was like, that's a long time to just look at water. <laughs> but, I mean, you know, it's still a cruise, so. Yeah, we well, I call it forced relaxation. It's, you know, there's there's nothing, because when you stop, have you ever been on a cruise, either one of you? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so you know when you're on a cruise, when you stop at a port, you want to get off because you want to go explore. Right. So by the time you're back on the cruise, you're almost wanting that sea day because you're like, gosh, I feel worn out because you've just been walking and doing and seeing. And um, <laughs> right, right, right. So what better way to force, you know, not doing much of anything except to just look at ocean water and just relax, you know? Yeah. So I would tell people if you are into or need – relaxation to do one of those transition cruises where the, the stops are, they're not very many and you're just cruising. We're what? actually stopping at some little bitty Island that's uh, considered part of uh, Portugal. Oh, I can't the, remember the name of it. Something I've never heard. No, it's like as, as, as Zika or. Oh, okay. Yeah. 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 It's, it's some little in the middle. It is in the middle of the ocean. <laughs> <laughs> I looked Lampo. at it on a map. <laughs> I looked at it on a map and I was like, oh, <laughs> I've never heard of that. And when I looked at what country it's tied to, it said Portugal. So hmm. um, even though we get nowhere near Portugal, because it is literally an island in the middle. And then I'll be doing seven days in the Caribbean. So I'll get, you know, three different cruises to work on in one swell, fell swoop. 
So are you are you performing all during that time? I mean, like how many yes. shows are you doing? So we generally on the cruise, and this is just a general schedule. Um, it changes per cruise, but the last couple of cruises I've that I've worked on, we perform every other night oh, okay. for a few hours. Oh. So yeah, so I have like every, I have all day off. I'm treated as a passenger. Um, so I can get out and, you know, go get the hot tub and <laughs> all that kind of stuff and go use, you know, I, I'm a passenger, so I can do what the passengers do. I can get off because, you know, the crew right now can't get off right. or they are just now probably able to start getting off and going into town, mm-hmm. um, because of COVID. So they don't want their crew members sick. So they've been leaving, making them stay on board. And I think they're just now like kind of releasing some of the restrictions on that. So we are considered, uh, like I said, we're considered passengers right now. We used to be considered crew with yeah. passenger privileges. And so they switched it. And of course I was like, well, why? And they were like, well, because crew can't get off passengers can. So if we put you as a crew member, you can't get off the ship. Mm. And I was like, well, that's not going to work. <laughs> <laughs> so, that is not going to work. So, yeah. So when you're wandering around the ship on your days off, I mean, are people like, you know, noticing who you are and, that sort of thing yeah if they come to the show um yeah they they generally will like because we're allowed to eat like in the kind of like the buffet cafeteria area Mm -hmm. um we can eat anywhere but we would have to you know like some of the restaurants are paid restaurants we would have to pay just like you guys do um so we end up eating up in the the garden cafe or whatever quite a bit or you know i'm on norwegian cruise line so they have a restaurant called oceans and so i eat there a lot Mm -hmm. um yeah, people, if they've been to the show, they'll be like, oh, hey, you know, they'll kind of stop and talk to me and whoever if I'm eating with. Generally, it's another player. Um, and, you know, tell us they enjoy the show. And, of course, we want them to cook and all that. And, you know, it's it, it's not like <laughs> – I guess it's different because it is a very closed community when you're on the ship. Yeah. yeah. So, it's you know, people are going to recognize you. They, they'll sit and talk to you and, you know, hang out with you a little bit. But other than that like if you're just walking around they just kind of wave and you just go on oh, so they're not like some will, some will speak to you yeah they're not like you know in, in awe oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> they're just like hi it's that girl that plays piano and things it's her you know and they'll go when are y'all playing again or let me buy you a drink that's the biggest thing let me buy you a drink okay uh, oh <laughs> twist my arm <laughs> right right well they have the drink package for free we have to pay for ours oh yeah so yeah. please if you're on that cruise buy us drink because it's nothing for you cost you zero uh, that's funny. <laughs> it costs me 15 dollars. <laughs> yeah yeah really do you like doing the cruises I love doing them. Um, I don't know that I would want to do them year round, you know, because we are performers. So we get to kind of choose how long we're on because right. we don't literally work for Norwegian. We mm-hmm. work for a contracting company, which is South the Moon. Um, and uh, so we usually pick like we have to do a minimum of four weeks for us for them to fly us out and pay for it. So if I said, hey, uh, my family's coming on the cruise and I only want to do a week, I would have to pay for my way to get there. They would pay me to play, but they wouldn't pay for my airfare. So if I play four weeks, they'll say, okay, you at least have to do four weeks and then we'll pay for your airfare. So then I'm out nothing. So, yeah. So, like, if you were like, hey, let's go cruise, I could actually probably get on that cruise contract. It would save me a little bit of money because I would get paid to play, but I would be out my my travel right yeah. so yeah i do i do four weeks some people choose to do six some do eight um how the moon at sea generally wants us off the ship um after eight weeks because they want you to reset and um 
because you know you can and when you're on for so long it can get really monotonous sure <laughs> because you're seeing different people every week but you're doing the same thing right night yeah. after right. night yeah so they want you kind of off the ship and re recalculating is you know <laughs> sober as you're <laughs> sober up yeah recalculate yeah <laughs> whatever you want to call it <laughs> potato potato right <laughs> Oh, that's yeah. cool. I, I enjoy them. I enjoy them because I like to cruise and I enjoy I enjoy going to beaches and having that um, for me. Um, you know, I'm so busy here on land with, you know, my kids and my husband and my day job and helping him out with, you know, because we own our, our business during the day. So I work part time for him and do music full time at night mm-hmm. um, and just every day, you know, hustle, hustle and bustle. For yeah. me that month, I'm usually by myself. Um, and so we have our own, we have captain quarter rooms, which are in the crew area, but they're solo rooms. So I'm by myself. I've got a full size bed. I've, you know, my room's pretty big Right. compared to, compared to what other crew members get. They're sharing rooms, but because we're vocalists, we get our own rooms and that's kind of the deal that that's worked out before we get on. Um, I do a lot of sleeping <laughs> during the day, a lot a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot of sleeping. So, and, and I enjoy that because I need that rest. My body needs to, right. you know, not, not do something, not have to go somewhere, not have to take a phone call. Well, and um, so, yeah, I do enjoy it. I'm curious what your husband thinks about you, you know, taking off for a month and going on a cruise and, you know, he's home with the business and the kids and all that. I mean, well, luckily my, my youngest son is 17. My daughter, uh, we sold our house. So we're in the middle of, of doing that and closing. And so we moved into a little three bedroom apartment. I say oh. little compared to what we did live in. And my daughter who's 18 in college, uh, lives above us because oh, okay. <laughs> there wasn't enough room. So we still kind of deal with her. So she's in college and then we have a 17 year old. So he doesn't really, I mean, they, they drive themselves. They they're pretty independent, yeah. um, good kids. But so he doesn't really deal with them so much. His thing is, he's like, I love you, Judith, because he usually joins me for a week. Oh. So, yeah, he'll come on, and so will my son. Um, my daughter loves to come on, too, but since the vaccination stuff, she won't get vaccinated. And I told her, that's your choice. Yeah. But that's one of the requirements of the cruise line, so she can't go right now. Mm-hmm. Um, my youngest is vaccinated. My, you know, my husband is, obviously, too, and I had to be in order to travel. So, they come on. They came on during Thanksgiving. It's been a week, but they, they love to cruise as well. So my husband calls it his retirement plan. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, you're just going to play on cruises, and I'm just going to stay with you. <laughs> nice. And so we'll just do a month at a time, and then we'll take a month off, and then we'll do another month, but we'll take a month off. I'm like, so I'm working, and you're not. <laughs> Got it. Check. <laughs> no. He doesn't you're mind getting it a month off every other month. <laughs> yeah. He's like, you get a month off. What's the problem? Well, I mean, (laughs) he's a retired cop. So, uh, you know, he he pulls a a pension every month. So he's like, I don't really have to work. That's what he tells himself. He doesn't have to work. I'm like, okay. (laughs) (laughs) You like to go out to eat as much as we do? You got to work. You're working. (laughs) You're working. Well, and that's why we, you know, we own our business now is because it, you know, until our kids get in college and, and out, you know, you just want that extra income so that you can live a lifestyle that's a little better than struggling. You know, yeah. I don't want to struggle. Um, and he doesn't either. You know, we like to be able to, to go out to eat and, you know, go do things. Um, mm-hmm. He's into mountain biking now, so we had to go buy a mountain bike. 
<laughs> Secretly, he has not re- <laughs> he has not ridden it yet, except around the apartment complex. Don't tell anybody. <laughs> Uh, He's had it for a month. Well, you know, it's waiting for the weather to break. Yeah, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Can you feel my thumbs up over here? All right. <laughs> I hear you. So are you, are, are you still doing the piano bar? I am when I'm here. Um, my band is about to, to do some touring um, in the fall. Nice. We have some uh, local shows that we're going to be doing here at the Pulaski County Fair here in Arkansas that's uh, over Memorial Weekend. And uh, like this weekend, I'm doing dueling pianos. I just got off of a military tour doing dueling pianos. Wow. Um, we just got back from Alaska and I flew in, uh, went from Alaska to Hawaii. And then <laughs> <laughs> that was last week. I was in Hawaii last week. Wow. Uh, yeah, on uh, Pearl Harbor Hickam uh base and then Schofield base there and then we went from negative 18 degrees when we woke up in Alaska got on a plane and it was 78 degrees in Hawaii so almost a 100 degree difference wow in temperature (laughs) in in a matter of like six hours yeah so that was off the plane wearing a parka (laughs) right well so we got to the we got to Fairbanks Uh, it was me and my two partners and our tour manager and we got to Fairbanks and I was like uh because we all had our jackets on and I had them weigh my bag I was like um it should be 48.5 pounds because I have like a little weigher that I carry with me in my backpack right she stuck it on she goes you're right it's 48.5 pounds I said awesome I opened it up and stuck my jacket in (laughs) I won't be needing this on the plane just want to make sure I went because I would carry it on the plane if I had to, but right. since I was a little under, hmm. and apparently my 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 jacket weighs about two and a half pounds, so I was a little bit over, but she let it slide. <laughs> I was funny. like, "Thank you for not making me carry that into Hawaii and look like a total buffoon getting off the plane with <laughs> jacket on." Uh, so, were you playing for the military? Is that that what you were doing in Alaska and Hawaii? Yeah, yeah, that's what we were, yeah, that's it. I love doing that. That's a lot of fun, but yeah, that's what I was doing. We played at four bases in Alaska and um, two bases, but four locations in Hawaii. So we did Schofield um, Army Base, and then we did, I guess it's the Navy Air Force Base combined, mm-hmm. which is Pearl Harbor Hickam. So we did like three locations there at different spots, and some of the shows are for families, so we have kids at some of the shows, and some of the shows are adults only, so you know, it changes, but you know, the funny thing about, um, I say funny thing, which is something I didn't, I just didn't know just cause I'm, I'm military dumb, I guess, but we flew up to Alaska and there is a little town called clear, clear Alaska. And that is where space force is. And that's the first show we did was for the space force. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. And it's in the middle of nowhere. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure. <laughs> Yeah, from the airport to there, it was like a two-hour drive, you know, hour and a half, two hours. And it was, you know, we're driving on ice and uh, snow. And um, I asked them, I said, what do y'all do up here? And they said, well, you know, because it's, it's the Space Force. And she said, so, well, we look at space. <laughs> I was like, well, exactly what does that entail? And he's like, well, we look at the debris, you know, that's coming towards the Earth. And he said, we, we do, you know, there's some countries they watch, I guess, for missiles and things like that. And. He said, but most of all, their job is to make sure that they know what's coming into the, the Earth's atmosphere. Hmm. And they, you know, and even over towards this way, like, like I said, some missiles or whatever. Because my first question was, are y'all watching Russia? And he's like, <laughs> well, that's that. we normally don't. 
you know, but uh, he said, and the guy was like, he's like, I honestly don't know right now with everything going on. I don't know if we are or not. He said, but we normally don't. That's normally not our operation here. Hmm. But they are literally in the middle of nowhere, and you walk in one building, and all the buildings are connected, which is really cool. So you don't have to go outside. (laughs) Once you're in, you're good. Yeah. And he was, they were telling me like, man, sometimes it's 30 below. Sometimes it's 40 below. So yeah, once you're inside, you want to stay inside because it's cold. No kidding. Damn. What do you think of the weather uh, that cold? I mean, is that something you could adapt to? You think? No, 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 (laughs) no, no, I will never. I can tell you this for a hundred percent, unless there's some kind of zombie apocalypse. And that's the only place that's available on earth to go is Alaska. Because the zombies don't go in something that cold, but I will go to Alaska. I don't mind visiting. It's a beautiful state. I mean, the 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 mountains when you're up in the air and you're looking down on the snow mountains are gorgeous. I don't like cold weather. <laughs> right. I don't, I don't like cold weather. Yeah. No. I hear you. I do know it chills me to the bone. I don't like being cold at all. So then. So I would take I take hot weather any day. You must have really loved Hawaii then. Love. Loved Hawaii. <laughs> first Loved. time there. It was my first time. Yeah, it was my first time at both both places. Hmm. So, it was, yeah, it was really a it was, it was a good experience, and hopefully we'll get to go back. They enjoyed what we did, and they're asking for us to go back. So hopefully they'll have some dates pretty soon where we can, uh, you know, go entertain them again. And they were they're always the funny thing is with the, with the military guys that we entertain is they're always very appreciative of what we do, and we're trying to tell them no, we're appreciating what you do. That's why we're here. Right. You know, we're here because we want to be here. We would literally do it for zero pay if we could. Hmm. You know, if you just pay for our trip up there, we would not ask for anything because just seeing them be able to to kind of let their guard down and cut loose and have a good time and, you know, dance. And they don't get very much entertainment up there in Alaska. That's, you know, yeah. they just they don't. So um, they uh, they really appreciate it. Even in Hawaii, you think. Hawaii's got so much live music, but a lot of people, you know, don't get off the base. Right. And they're just like, thank you for, you know, coming because they don't get out and go downtown in Honolulu or whatever. They they stay there and do their jobs and their community is there. And so for them to they don't have a dueling piano bar there in you know Hawaii either. So they're like, man, we just love this. This is so much fun. And come back. Please come back. We need this. Yeah. yeah. Hmm. And so I'm just like, well, understand we are so proud to do this for you and you know, we are very thankful for what you do to keep us safe. So we can do that, you know, so I can perform for you. Right. And just, and do you just, take requests um, when you're playing for military? We take, yeah, we take requests. If it's a dueling show, it's an all request show. So, yeah, we take everything. So what's a popular song? Well, don't, don't stop believing. <laughs> Sweet Caroline, Friends in Low Places, Piano Man. Piano Man probably, um, I think when we did these these uh, the tours we did, it came up so much. Which in my club that I play for now, it doesn't come up very often anymore. But in every single base, we'd have probably no less than ten or fifteen requests for Piano Man. Wow, huh? Interesting. That's very cool. Yeah, they wanted to hear Piano Man. They want to hear the harmonica come out. Oh, and just so you know, there is a Norwegian ship that sails around Hawaii uh, every week. Uh- Ah, which one is that? Is it the Joy? I honestly don't know the name of it, but my son was on it for a year. He was uh, uh, doing uh, cooking, actually. Um, he decided that he wanted to work on a cruise ship, so um, 
when he first went there? I think, yeah, I think it's the joy because the joy is, uh, I think it's the joy. It's the one that um, is, now it's the, uh, what is the name of it? It's, ah, I can't remember the name of it, but it's all American <laughs> workers, I think, isn't it? It's all American yeah. workers. Yeah. I don't think, oh, I should remember the name of it. Um, Pride, Pride of America. Ah, yes, that's what it is. Yeah. It's not the joy, it's Pride of America. Um, yeah, so the dueling pianos, the specialty set that I do is they only do it on four ships. Okay. They do it on the escape, the escape, the um, breakaway, the getaway, and the epic. And they're trying to work on a contract for another ship. So we'll get to do, another, and I'm hoping that one sails up to Alaska or near Hawaii. Now, I mean, I could do some other different music, you know, but my end right now is the dueling piano gig on the ship. So, right, yeah. yeah. Well, just, you know, throwing it out there, you know. Yeah. Well, hopefully I can get a show together and do some maybe solo something on there, but. I don't want to work for a year on the ship. <laughs> Bless your son's heart. Was yeah. he worn out? Was he worn out when he got off? Was he like, okay, I'm not doing that anymore, or was he, he like, let's do it again? He did um, like five months at a time, and uh, you know, then he had like five weeks off, and then he went back and did another contract for another five weeks or six weeks or something, and yeah, uh, yeah he loved it. I mean, except for the long hours. I mean, you know, what was he doing? Right. So, you know how they have people who do, like, make your omelet and, you know, that sort of thing in the dining rooms? Okay. Yeah, that's what he was doing. Okay. He went, he wanted to, you know, wanted to go do something like that because he's been cooking for a long time. And uh, he was kind of shy when he went. And the first thing they did was stuck him out on the omelet station. So <laughs> he had to talk to people. <laughs> Well, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's a good people. It's a good people builder, you know, if you're having to, to do that. So, yeah. Anyway, uh, so what else are you doing? I mean, uh, you're writing any songs or. Yeah. So, um, I'm, you know, we write usually every other week since I've been out of town, though, we had to we had to take um, the last couple of weeks off. But generally I write, you know, every other week a standing appointment with two of my songwriters out of Nashville, who I'm actually joining next week for songwriter rounds in Nashville. So I'll be playing next Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday um, with Scott Barrier and Dave Linehan, who are, like I said, wonderful, wonderful co-writers of mine and friends of mine. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, so we're writing, I actually have a brand new song coming out next week on the 31st called One Too Many. That was, um, it'll drop on, you know, all the digital outlets. So it comes out uh, March 31st and it's called, let's say one too many. It's written by myself and Sarah Mori. Sarah Mori is also out of uh, Nashville. She just graduated. I want to say last year from Belmont university mm -hmm. with a songwriting degree. Um, amazing. She's an amazing artist and, and songwriter. So um, I'm really excited for that one to come out. It's kind of a mid, <clears throat> mid tempo song about, um, somebody you know sitting in a bar basically watching everybody else all these other couples having a good time and um she can't you know forget the memory of the person who she loved that she's not with anymore mm. so she's gonna drink she's gonna have one too many and and just forget the memory so it's a it's a fun song i say fun <laughs> it's sad <laughs> but it's not a slow song it's you know it's just it's a relatable song i guess i should say you know we've all had a heartbreak or 
whatever, and you're just like, I just you don't want to drink myself to sleep. I don't want to think anymore. You know, I, I just want to get this night over with. Right. Um, you know, because a lot of my inspiration comes from what I see or from personal experiences. So, mm-hmm. um, that was the one I had in my my queue to write, and Sarah helped me bring that one to life, which you know, her and I written a couple of songs together. So, interesting. Anything else? Uh, you know, I know you're going to be playing different places and doing a little bit of touring and stuff, but uh, recording more, like putting together another album? Yeah, so um, this this song, uh, One Too Many, starts the beginning of my next album. Um, as an independent artist, it is better, for, in my opinion, better for us to release um, singles as we go. Right. Um, and it compiled them into an album. So I closed out my last album in with uh, the song One More Last Kiss mm-hmm. um, back in December. So that one closed that album out. It's an eight-song you know, album. And then I'm starting the new one. So I've already got um, three on the next album done. And uh, the first one gets replaced, like I said, next week. And then the next one should be a song called Straight, Straight Shooter, which also was written with Sarah Mori. Um I'm not sure if I'm going to release that one next or go back to the studio and release a couple that I've written with Scott and Dave. So I've got to plan that out a little, you know, after this release and give it a month or two to kind of run its cycle and figure out what I'm going to do. But there's a straight shooter and then being me are the ones that are already done. So I've just got to figure out their timeline to be released and then get back in the studio to release, you know, to work on my next six that I have. So I've got six, I've got six in the queue ready to record. (laughs) Wow. <laughs> so any any thoughts of like eh, I'm gonna take a little time off and do nothing for a little while? No, no, never. Yeah. <laughs> even when I'm on the even when I'm on the cruise this uh this summer, um, from June to July, even on the thirteen day transition, I'll be writing and planning. But I'll you know, I'll do it from the view of an ocean but (laughs) a little more relaxing (laughs) and i yeah and i might not be doing it every day i may you know take my time but that'll be uh something that i'm you know i'm constantly constantly working can't stop yeah (laughs) i can't stop because as soon as i stop i'll get used to being lazy and then i'll quit and i don't want to do that so i've just got to keep going yeah we we just interviewed uh genie silly recently and uh she's just like still going i mean she's got lots of things happening she's writing and recording and you know just doing a lot of stuff and uh can't slow down either (laughs) yeah she's been doing it for six decades yeah right wow well i hope to still be doing it you know when i'm in my 60s and 70s (laughs) that would be a blessing yeah yeah she said it didn't seem like work um it just seemed like a way of life Right. And it's, you know, I think when you're doing something that you love and it's who you are, you know, if it's part of you and that's your passion, then it's, it's not work. You want to do it because it's, it's a hobby that you just figured out how to get paid for. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, We should all be so lucky being paid for what we love to do. Right. Well, and it's, you know, it, it took me a while to figure that out. You know, I always loved my jobs that I had, you know, as a police officer. I loved being a police officer when I was a teacher. I loved being a teacher, but that wasn't a passion of mine. That wasn't something that I woke up every day going, yeah. you know, <laughs> yay, I get to do this for the rest of my life. It was more like, I really enjoyed this. This is fun. You know, I love that I'm making a difference. I love that I'm getting to do what I do. But, 
you know, I wake up now and it's like music, um, you know, writing and recording and singing and performing. It's, it's part of who I am. So I wake up looking forward to it or, you know, scheduling things out going, okay, well, I've got this show, this show, and this show. And it just becomes who you are. And it's not, it's never like a burden mm -hmm. when you love it, you know, cause even on days when I was a police officer, even on days I was a teacher, there were days I'd be like, I love my job, but man, I don't want to go to work today. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, I can tell you, unless I have not felt well, there's not been a day that I've gone, I don't want to go to work. And I've been doing this for solid for almost nine years. Hmm. And I mean, sometimes I look back and go, man, I wish, you know, the, the hours were different because yeah. I miss a lot of things my friends do on the weekends <laughs> and I don't, I don't get invited because I'm throwing a party downtown, you know, right, yeah. <laughs> they're like, well, we didn't invite you because we know that you're working. And I'm like, <laughs> or yeah, you'd still be nice to me <laughs> or yeah, or sleeping. Yeah. Or, you know, but generally on the weekends they're like, if it's a Friday or Saturday night, well, we didn't invite you because we know you're working. And I'm like, but still like to be nice to be thought of. Right. <laughs> <laughs> At least send the text. Hey, I know you're probably probably working, but I want to let you know that, you know, if you weren't or you want to call in sick, right. you're invited. <laughs> I get, I, I don't, yeah, I don't even get those anymore. So I'm like, I'm just forgotten unless they come to the club and they're like, Hey, we're here. <laughs> oh, thanks for coming to my job. Right. <laughs> <laughs> it's like somebody, somebody who works at a coffee shop and their friends show up. Oh, I get to make you coffee. <laughs> Right. I get to serve you. Yeah. <laughs> you get to drink. And I was saying, well, you get to buy me drinks then. Right. Here we go. <laughs> All right. Random question time. Do you want a question sure. from me or do you want one from Kat? Hmm. I'm going to go with, uh, hang on. I got you both in my head. I'm going to do an any, mini money, mo. So I got one. I've got Matt. I've got you on the left, and Kat, I've got you on the right, and I'm not telling you which side I'm starting with, so I'm just going to go. Any, many, the tiger by so if he hollers, let him go. Any, many, mighty, mo. Okay, stopped on Kat. Kat! Right. All right. <laughs> so, okay, so these are, of course, random questions, not necessarily oh. related to any of the discussion, um, but, you know, you might have a story, um, that relates so my question is what is the craziest thing you've ever done in the name of love <laughs> uh, do you know how old i am just remember this? <laughs> well i figured that might lead to a really good story so great well now you're saying crazy thing so it's <laughs> Besides, you know, stalking somebody after we broke up. <laughs> I like that. So let's go with that if you have a story for that. Oh, no, I had an ex-boyfriend a long time ago when we broke up before I met my husband. But, yeah, I'd go drive by his house uh, quite often, like <laughs> daily. <laughs> and I don't know. Here's the thing. You don't know why you do it because it's not like they're outside. You're going to talk to him. It's like I just want to know that he – and it, it wasn't even his – it wasn't his house. It was her house, the girl he cheated on me with. Uh. And so it was her apartment. And I was like, I drive, I'm like, it, you know, you almost like an insane moment. You're like, like, okay, if he's standing outside and sees me, then how crazy do I look? But it's like, you just had to know. 
You just had to know. Are you, why are you there? Oh, he's there. He's out there. He's there. Like, why did it matter? I don't know. That was my 19-year-old brain doing stupid stuff. But, you know, I was head over heels in love with him. He broke my heart. And I was just like, I got to know if he's there. I'm like, he's there. Like, why do you? <laughs> Looking back, I see how stupid that was. Because I'm like, did it matter? Not like I was going to park my car and go to the door and knock on it. Yeah. You know? And it, all it did was just, I felt like it made me crazier. Like, <laughs> more insane. I was like. Did it become like routine? So you know, like okay, it did. Yeah. I got off work and I would drive by before I hit. I was like, "What am I doing?" Finally, I just had to stop and go. Okay, stop this behavior. I had to like tell myself stop. You know, because like I said, it's not like I ever saw him outside. And what was I going to do if I did? And then he would just go like, "This psycho is stalking me." <laughs> <laughs> do you think he knew that you were stalking him? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> I don't, I don't know. Okay. I don't know. Well, because we, you know, we didn't, listen we didn't, to the podcast and, yeah, we, uh, we didn't speak for 16 years. So I don't know. Uh, I guess I should ask him. I mean, we, we don't talk very often now, maybe once a year I'll text or he'll text and say hi, but yeah, yeah. we didn't talk for 16, 16 years. Wow. And wow. then, you know, 16 years later, he was like, Hey, I want to apologize. I shouldn't have done that. He ended up marrying the girl and they ended up divorced. And I was like, hi, ah, that's what you get. <laughs> See, <laughs> See, <laughs> but See what yeah, a great so, question that was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Great story there. Well, so the funny thing is, is the song uh, "The Me You Could Have Had" was mostly about that that uh, experience. So oh. if you listen to that song of mine, it's called "The Me You Could Have Had." It's a co-written song that I wrote with uh, Chris Womack and um, uh, Aaron McCaffrey, and uh, that one's kind of about that experience, that brokenheartedness, and figuring out you know you could stand on your own and all that kind of stuff, you know. Uh, that was the inspiration for it. But, you know, like I said, him and I, uh, he lives in Houston. He's remarried, has kids. And, you know, when we talked probably, gosh, 12 years ago, um, he, you know, apologized. He's like, I'm sorry, you know, <laughs> I acted stupid. And I was like, I never said, you know, I used to drive by your yeah. girlfriend's house every day. <laughs> <laughs> I knew exactly where you were. So does he? I did. I did open his trunk one time to his car to see if my stuff was still back there. <laughs> I'm gonna break it. Uh, yeah, it was. Yeah. He was just care. Well, but he 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 crapped on his car all the time. Not literally, but you know, he just he didn't care about his car, so he'd leave his windows down. It smelled like butthole inside of it because, it, <laughs> because he let it rain in there. Oh, it's gross. It's gross. So, so it's not like. It's not like I got any closure or any like validation. Like, oh look, my picture's still in his empty wallet in his trunk. <laughs> <laughs> it's more like he treats his car like crap. Why are you even looking? You know, <laughs> oh, uh, crazy stuff. That's funny. Does he know that song's about him, or that was the inspiration? I, I sent it. No, not directly. He oh, probably okay. has a clue. But okay. yeah, because um, him and I do talk about my music um, every now and then. Because I sang back then. That's when I was actually um, going to Nashville and all that was around the time I was dating him. Right. So he knew that music was important to me, he, and he didn't know I'd given up because we literally lost touch for 16 years, which was good. Yeah. You know, he moved right. back then. The, back then, the internet wasn't a thing, so you couldn't cyber stalk somebody. Right. You, know, you couldn't find their <laughs> Facebook page. You just didn't know what they were doing. Right, unless you, you drove know, by and their so house. you, unless you drove by their house. <laughs> <laughs> now everybody posts everything they're doing. You don't have to leave the comfort of your own home to right, know what they're doing. Exactly. So. <laughs> 
And if they're on Snapchat and they got their location on, all you got to do is look and it tells you. Good to know. Right. Yeah. Turn your t- kids. Here's the lesson for today. Turn your location <laughs> off your Snapchat because <laughs> we can all see where you are when you're logged in. Yeah. But yes, um, so I don't, I don't know. Um, we haven't talked about that. Like I said, about 12 years ago when, when we finally kind of reconnected and he apologized and, you know, I was like, well, it doesn't matter now. I mean, that was 16 years ago, you know, but still, and uh, I, I mean... appreciate the, apo- well, it felt better to have the apology because he's like, you know, I was a kid and yeah. we were both kids and, you know, you don't know how to deal with relationships, you know, when you're young and you're learning. And, uh, he was like, you know, I realized I made a mistake. I realized I really did love you and you were my first love and I was stupid and, you know, the decisions I made and I said, well, you know, things work out like they're supposed to. So we can move forward and be yeah. cordial and, you know, and so that's, like I said, I talk to him probably once a year, once every year and a half. We'll chit chat over text and I'll send him a song. Hey, here's my new song that came out and he'll, you know, let his wife hear it. <laughs> <laughs> And you don't drive. He's like my wife, really? No, he's in he's in Houston, Texas. I'm in Arkansas. Yeah, no, no. Now I haven't laid eyes on the man since he was. We were 20 years old. So, so it's been a long time. I haven't seen him in person. All right. So yeah, it is what it is. But you know, there's my my crazy story. (laughs) All right. Well, Well. Yeah. Thank you for answering. Yeah. Welcome. Did you want to ask yours too, Matt? I mean, if if you want me to, I will. Um, you can if you'd like, and if I'll choose to answer it or not, we'll see what you got. All right. So, <laughs> so I've been asking people about different TV things, but because some of them have, you know, there's been actors and actresses and stuff. But since you're into in, you know, the music vein, I will ask you this: uh, if you could go back and in time and be on any album that's been released over the years what would you pick and why hmm like as a writer or as, as a, a performer any, let's say. on any album so like with somebody famous maybe or you know you could say i want to you know i wish i would have written you know um uh, the Piano Man album or something like that. That would be great. Yeah, anything Billy Joel. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that would be awesome. But I was just I was just a baby when that came out, though. Right. Uh, so, yeah, if I could go back in time, anything that's like Billy Joel, Elton John, because, I mean, look how hugely successful they are. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, now, if we talk about, like, you know, country music, you know, Garth Brooks, obviously, because he's still out there doing it. Yeah. <laughs> and his albums were totally successful. And, I, you know, that 90s country vibe. I love that, that 90s country music. So... In fact, Garth Brooks is coming here next month, and I got tickets to go see him, so I'm pretty excited about that. Pretty stoked. Nice. Never seen him in concert. But, yeah, I would – anybody like, you know, Garth Brooks or Reba, just because they're legends and they're still doing it at their age. Mm-hmm. I mean, why wouldn't you want to be on that one? Right. Yeah. You know, to where you could be like – it's like she did uh, – Reba did uh, Does He Love You with Linda Davis. Right. And that, that song still, you know, is a great song. It still gets requested. It still gets played. So great for Linda Davis. You don't hear much from her, but – you know, <laughs> Reba's still out there concerting. You know, yeah. hey, I'd I'd rather be a has been than a never been, so it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, fair enough. I'm in the I'm in the never been call column right now, so I'm working on the has been. <laughs> I wouldn't say that. I mean, you're you're out there. No, you're... because you have awards coming up in June, right? Because I do. I yeah. You, um... Thank you. Yeah. 
Yeah. Well, we'll so. see how that pans out. They uh, that's the Arkansas Country Music Awards, and um, they they take it pretty seriously here. So it's they try to to be extremely, you know, I say fair and uh, make sure that who they are putting up for nomination is deserving is what we're told. Um, so that you know they open up the the nomination pool in January and so anybody can be nominated as long as you were from Arkansas ever lived in Arkansas born in Arkansas you don't have to live here now you just have to have had some kind of tie to Arkansas at some point and been a resident Mm -hmm. so um that opens up in January so everybody just you know you nominate and then from all of those nominations they whittle it down to five in each category so um for instance right now I'm up for country artist of the year and uh, I'm up against four people who do not even live here in the state anymore. <laughs> they are they're in Nashville. Um, one is uh, Blaine Blaine Howard, I think is his name, mm-hmm. who has one you know one uh, he's 199,000 Spotify listeners every month. <laughs> I have like 1,000 Spotify. <laughs> <laughs> well, I I'm in the same I'm in the same category as he is. I'm like, how cool is that? Yeah. Jenny Seeley is for songwriter of the year in that contest. So I I don't know the name of the artist um, that she wrote the song for, but um, yeah. Is that what is the name of the song yours or? Yes, that is exactly it. Yeah, I've had somebody else uh, talk to me about that. Yeah, but um, so I mean, that's the thing is, you know, you have to have some connection to Arkansas. So also in, you know, my category is Erin Enderlin. I think she's up for country artist of the year too, if I'm not mistaken, she's been in Nashville for years. She's gotten songwriter of the year every year that they've been doing this. So this is year five. She, she holds songwriter of the year for the last four years. Mm. She writes, she's written for Reba. She's uh, just released a song last year with Terry Clark. Um, You know, so yeah. David Adam Burns, he's a Texas country person. Yeah, you know, I mean, so I'm in it. Like when I say they take it seriously, and then I saw my name pop up on that, I was like, "What? <laughs> Holy crap! <laughs> Jokes on you!" <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so you know, some so people go, "Oh, it's just another award." Because lots of people do the awards, but some of them, you know, they hold it in our eyes a little bit more, you know, clout or precedence or whatever to be considered because, you know, they're only considering five. Right. So, and, and I'm, you know, and I'm okay not winning any of them. Cause I just look at who I'm up there with and I'm like, these people have been working at this for years, way longer than me. And for it, you know, for whoever the voting people are, the panel or whatever to go, these are the five we're presenting for them to put my name in it. I'm like, that's cool. You know, I'm like, very cool. That's, yeah, yeah. So if I don't win it, I'm cool with it. <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> my name's up there. Look who my name's with. <laughs> <laughs> well, we wish you the best I on that. I just keep about it. Well, thank you. You're welcome. Uh, Kat, anything else? Um, if someone wants to pitch a song to you just saying, um, what would they do? Or do you, are you open to that? Uh, yeah, I'm always open to that. I've done some uh, work for hire um, for several people um, that have written songs. And, you know, I'll now if they want me to release it as like my song that, you know, I obviously I will listen to it. And if it fits my style, I would, you know, love to, to talk to them. But I generally write or write everything that I put out now, but I'm not opposed to it. Um, if somebody just wants me to sing on their song, 
you know, it's kind of the same thing. You just go to my website, which is uh, PamelaHopkinsMusic.com, and send me a message. You know, I'm easy to get a hold of. So if you send me a message, it comes to my email, and I'm glad to respond, you know, and take a listen or whatever. Well, we wish you the best in, uh, you know, the competition and in all the endeavors you got coming up. It's great to catch up with you. Thank you for coming and, you know, talking with us, letting us know what's going on. Anytime. Thank you for inviting me back. I appreciate it. Kate, welcome back to Backstory Sessions. It's been, I don't know, a year? That's not Yeah, right. yeah. I'm very happy to be back. I think it's been about a year. Wow, I mean the time does fly by, and sure I, does. I am so excited to hear um, everything that's been happening with you. I mm-hmm. follow you on social media, so I try to keep up. But yes, you know, uh, the listeners are going to be excited too. Um, you know, the last time your movie um, had just come out, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, based on a true story. And it was amazing. Um, so, you know, on the little uh, promotion reel, I just had to play O'Donna by Chrissy Valens. Yes. Uh, you know, because it just so, it was just a touching story. So, uh, what has the feedback? I guess we could start there. So, yeah. after the movie came out, and, you know, what was the feedback for that? Uh, the feedback's been really great. Uh, I really enjoyed um, the interview process for it, you know, interviewing with you and all the festivals that we were able to uh, get into, um, one of which was the Kate Festival in Santa Monica, in which I won Best Actress. So I was actually able to get an award for that, a physical award, which is so awesome. Wow. Um, that is uh, awesome. Yeah. So, you know, it, it, it's in my living room. I get to look at it. It's, you know, it's fun. It's nice to see that. So and to get that recognition. So um, I think it's done really well. And, you know, Jarrett continues to um push for more views and it's streaming Donna stronger than pretty on prime and a few other uh, platforms. So it's available to still see. And he's uh, he has his um, film festival that he's starting on the East coast. So um, I hopefully get to go to that at some point and continue to talk about our film and the message that we're sending. Well, best actress, look at you. Yeah. Yeah, that was well-deserved um, because you did an outstanding job, and, and that was an amazing movie. I, I really oh. enjoyed it. Um, well, thank you so much. So touching. And the backstory, just all of it was beautiful. Yeah. So, uh, Matt, what do you think? Actress, yeah. best actress. Here. I mean, that is, that's, that's really awesome. I mean, it, it, I'm sure it's, so, it's great to be recognized and, uh, yes. you know, get the award and all that. I mean, uh, you know, have, like, I, well. <laughs> yeah. I lost my train of thought. <laughs> all good it's definitely a dream come true for anyone in this business so (laughs) this was this was at at the kate festival yes it's uh c-a-t-e in santa monica okay okay cinema (laughs) gosh i'm forgetting but kate yes i thought it was like 
you know, specifically for people named Kate. <laughs> I know. I was like, yeah. replace the C with a K and then I'm there. <laughs> well, I was going to think like, well, there needs to be a cat festival now. Hey, so there you go. <laughs> I like that idea. Probably. Well, I mean, going from best actress, um, mm-hmm. You know, that's like really a top award. So mm-hmm. um, what happened next? What was the next project? Yeah, so I had a few um, films that were in post-production. I think I probably even mentioned them to you that are now finally getting to be seen on the big screen. Um, one of which is Almondwood, which we just had our first screening of on the Sony lot. Uh, which was a lot of fun, um, and I won a Best Actress uh, award for that as well with the Roma Short Film Awards. It's been doing really well at all the festivals, um, and then it also won a winner for Best Narrative Short at the NDI Film Awards. Um, so we're getting a lot of really great feedback on that. Um, it's a totally different kind of film from Donna. Uh, it's a psychological thriller that follows a young socialite as she lures her lover into the woods to present him with a seemingly erotic yet secretly sinister birthday surprise. So, <laughs> um, oh. so that was really fun for me. And, uh, you know, our director, James Frost, is an amazing artist. So it was such a treat getting to work with him. Um, and it was really cool to just see it on the big screen, um, you know, because it's been a while being in a in a physical uh theater <laughs> yeah yeah COVID and all sure yeah and you got a so that was very cool in a best another best actress award that's yeah awesome. i was it was amazing and from uh rome i was like hey i'd love to go to italy to accept <laughs> this award <laughs> that'd be great <laughs> yeah so um and then yeah i also just recently got back from the santa barbara international film festival which i had never been to before i played a supporting role in our film lauren and rose which was being shown there mm-hmm. um and that was really cool to see as well it's uh starring jacqueline bissett uh-huh. and she's just a phenomenal actress uh and very cool to hear her speak about the film and it's um uh, that was such a great experience so um yeah i was happy to be there to support it cool yeah she, mm-hmm. she was in uh the deep and what what else there's been a few others i just can't remember uh let me see I'm, i would have to imdb her yeah but she's, <laughs> you know she got a golden she won a golden globe uh you know she's she's, yeah, she's quite impressive she's got a very impressive career yeah all right so what is it like acting um, with someone who's had that long career? Um, I, You know, even just hearing her speak after the film was so inspiring because you can tell she's just an awesome woman more than just being an awesome actress. Right. You know, who she is as a person really shows on screen and you can just see why she's so enigmatic. Um, so just to present herself in that way was really inspirational for me. And you can just sort of sense being around, uh, people like her, that there's this something special about them. Um, so, you know, she's, uh, she's definitely an inspiration for me. Well, do you feel like that's going to be you, um, someday as well like (laughs) is this your calling and this is your you know part of your specialness is 
um, going to be in this in this um, industry for a very yeah. Long. I mean, I really hope so. I would love to have a career like hers. Um, acting is such a joy in my life. Um, it just fulfills me in so many ways. So, um, you know, I hope so. That would be amazing um, just to continue to do this all my life and like her to continue getting such a great role because the role in Lauren and Rose is such a phenomenal uh, character for her to play. Um, and it's basically just her and the other lead actor the entire time and talking about such the writer and director and producer, Russell Brown, who's an amazing human being and also artist, uh, wrote these amazing roles, um, for them. So, uh, yeah, it's really, I can't even imagine being, you know, uh, at that point in my career and still getting great roles like that. Um, I definitely dream of that for myself for Mm. sure. So you've you've done a, a few movies and uh, have mm-hmm. uh, you know you've found some some pretty good success with that. Uh, yeah. Have you done any TV or is that something? Yes. Okay. Yes. So that was the other part I was going to update you guys on. I'm uh, playing a supporting role in uh, Showtime's Super Pumped, um, the Battle of Uber or for Uber. Uh, it's with uh, Joseph Gordon-Levitt, Kyle Chandler, and Uma Thurman. Um, so that was really exciting. I booked that at the end of last year. Nice. And that's uh, the two episodes I'm in are out. And then there's a third one, the season finale, in which I have a scene with Uma Thurman. So um, yeah. I'm quite excited about that. And it was funny because at the time when I was shooting it, I was actually doing a scene in my acting class from Pulp Fiction. So it was kind of a it was kind of a crazy life moment. I was like, what is my life right now? Um, so I feel very, very, very blessed to have uh, just seen her do her work uh, with my own eyeballs right in front of me. So, uh, yeah, and everyone on that show, the producers and everyone are just so amazing. So I feel really lucky to have been able to work on it. So what do you make of that moment? I mean, that's pretty, uh, you know, not yeah. to say they're in the acting class. And, yes. And then well, there she is, and there you are. That's right. Well, you know, Uma is such an icon, um, an American icon, uh, you know, that I already adored. And then to be playing her basically in class, uh, her famous role from Pulp Fiction, uh, it's such an amazing movie. It's such a great role and you can't picture anyone else in that role because she's so phenomenal. So, um, and then to have her right in front of me, I was just trying to soak her in as much as possible. Um, so yeah, she's, she's wonderful. Well, it sounds like you're having all kinds of experiences, um, you know, yeah. and the roles that you're playing, there's just these incredible stories. Um, I love that. Yes, for sure. Definitely was not expecting that as a backstory. It's, just, <laughs> I love that. it's a good little story. It is. <laughs> so um, what is this show about? Okay, so this is a book written by Mike Isaac, who um, did all the journaling for, uh, you know, the rise and fall of Uber, um, basically, uh, the CEO, I think it's really commentary on um, 
business in America and how things can get out of hand. And, you know, I think Uber was a long time coming, but also done in ways that were questionable. Um, so it really is a look at uh, capitalism and, uh, you know, uh, male sort of um, control of these industries. And I think it's going to be an anthology series. So the next season is going to focus on Facebook. Um, and I think this is just so um, classic American um, things that I think we're still taking a look at because Uber, you know, started not too long ago. And same with Facebook. It's like, what were the impact of these businesses in our lives? And um, that still holds such a, a grip on us, you know, in our day to day lives. So the book's amazing. I, of course, read it as soon as I booked the role and um you know, it's wild what they got away with. So to see it uh, put up, I mean, it's it's definitely TV worthy. And Joseph Gordon-Levitt's a phenomenal actor. So is Kyle Chandler. Um, and they do a phenomenal job. Wow, that sounds really interesting. Um, the yeah. whole series, like, um, I, I watched, I watched a similar kind of thing uh, about McDonald's. Oh, Okay. Did you, I can't think of the title now of the of the movie, but you know, I yes, thinking I really want to punch him. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> like you know, McDonald seems so innocent, and yes, <laughs> this is their story. I was really yes. <laughs> oh gosh, I'm gonna have to watch that. <laughs> yes. Yes. Wow. I definitely heard of it. So, well. Uh, I, I would I would definitely recommend I've already told Matt too I, I definitely would recommend watching it but um, you know it just was not the story I uh, envisioned <laughs> right and I think sort of the same as for Uber I mean even around that time I remember even at the time this was years ago thinking like oh for some reason I like Lyft more you know what I mean and I think a lot of people may have felt that way because Uber had even a bad rap at that point of like, you know, toxic male culture in the workplace and all those sorts of things. And, um, you know, I think they've tried really hard to clean up their image. And uh, uh, Travis Kalanick, who was the CEO, is no longer with Uber. They have a new CEO, but, uh, you know, their image, I think, was tarnished for a while. So, you know, it's crazy to see uh, what people are able to get away with. Mm, that, that's true. Uh, so what else do you have? I mean, anything coming out? Uh, yeah. Uh, I, I did shoot a national commercial, um, so I'm just waiting for that uh, to come out. I don't know when it's coming out, but uh, that was a lot of fun. Um, it's for a car. Uh, I did sign an NDA, so I don't know how much I can say, but uh, the commercial will be coming out hopefully soon. Um, so, yeah. Oh, also, I am working on a uh, film that uh, is making the festival rounds right now called Creature, mm -hmm. um, which is doing really well, too. The director, Larissa James, uh, is actually basically my sister-in-law and she's a editor uh she's working on a big tv show right now and this is her directorial debut um so i got to act and uh, be directed by her oh, nice. um so yeah check that out 
I bet, I mean, does that, like, cause any weird, like, uh, family gathering moments? <laughs> ah! Oh, my gosh. No, I, I, oh, my God, we had such a good time um, doing this, even more so because we're family. Yeah. Um, it was just a lot of fun. So, and I'm really proud of her that she, uh, you know, did her directorial debut because she's very successful with editing. Uh-huh. Um, so, yeah, it was really cool to work with her in that capacity. That's good. Yeah. Cat? Um, <laughs> like humanitarian, um, have you been doing any um, work with causes and things like that? that um, yeah, I think we're always continuing to push um, for domestic violence support. Um, and I would say that that's kind of the main thing that I would, that I've contributed to, um, that I would love to continue to be involved with. Um, and we have our interviews here and there still about the film, um, you know, promoting it as much as possible. Uh, that message is very important. So, um, yeah, I continue to work with that. Um, I think that's like so important now too, uh, because mm-hmm. you know the the statistics are saying like when people have you know been in these quarantines for two years, um, domestic violence yes. risen a lot. Yes, yes, it's really and, scary. You know, resources have been shut down, mental health and. Uh, all all those kinds of things like you still have the access right um it's really important i'm glad that you know that you are still continuing with that yeah yeah and i've even you know even noticed with uh tv shows like made that are talking about it more um you know i think the more we don't shy away from it um you know the better because as you said like it has only gotten worse resources are um even more so tight after the pandemic um so yeah it's it's awful it's really not hopefully now with things opening up um you know there will be more resources um uh but yeah obviously the pandemic just probably exacerbated all of it for plenty of women i'm sure unfortunately or things. So what is it? Go ahead, Go ahead Matt. Matt. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we are. <laughs> uh, so I was just going to ask: Are things sort of getting back to normal out there? You're you're in California, I assume. Yeah, they are a little bit. Um, as far as auditioning, everything is still self tapes for the most part. Okay. Um, but there are a few like commercial casting offices that are physical. Mm-hmm. So I'm, you know, prepping myself for physically being in the room again, yeah. uh, which makes me a little nervous just because it has been over two years since I've been in a proper room. Uh, besides class, of course, um, class has been on and off, like right after the, um, first straight year, it was all online, which was actually really useful doing the zoom classes. Mm-hmm. Uh, because then you, I mean, this is our new world, so you're just getting acquainted with it. And then, um, and then, you know, after the holidays, we took a month or two off 
uh, going back to Zoom because that seemed to be when it was exploding again. But yeah, we're back in the theater. We're back uh, putting up scenes and work and it feels really good to be in in class again and physically uh, performing in front of an audience. So, um, you know, you can't take those things for granted. But yeah, I think slowly but surely, I think L.A., I've heard uh, production is going to step up. So, uh, yeah, fingers crossed that I can ride this wave and get in there. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, wish you the best on that. Thank you so much. Mm-hmm. Does it feel like an alien in a way, like coming back into the world, opening up? Isn't it, is it strange? Yes. I think even just as a human, not even, you know, as an actor, but like, you know, I think there's still a lot of anxiety of like, okay, yeah. like what's happening now? Um, you know, and I think, uh, you know, financially there's been stress on people, uh, all kinds of things, the mental health aspect of it. Um, you know, it's going to take a while to, I think, process everything that's just happened to us. And it's kind of a collective thing. I think we're all sort of, you know, <laughs> dealing with it in our own, own way. And I think, you know, as long as we're kind and open hearted and, uh, we'll hopefully make it through, um, but yeah, it's it's definitely weird for sure. Well, I um, I know that we both have some good questions. I feel <laughs> certain of it. But oh, <laughs> I thought we would like add a little uh, new addition to these catch ups. Um, okay. So we both come up with a question, and we give the guests the option of. You know, Matt's question or Kat's question. Oh, my gosh. So, you know, if you need a moment to tune in. <laughs> I really got to think long and hard about this. Yeah. Well, I, I, I can tell you what's happened in the past in the, in the other episodes that we've done. Oh, really? Yeah. So people have. I would have, love to hear about this. People have. Pe- <laughs> people have asked for one of us to you know, to ask our question and then they're really curious and they want to know what the other question was. So. Right. That's what I was thinking. I was like, I kind of want to know what both are. Okay. Well, <laughs> we can give you the, we can give you the same option if you like, but okay. you have to pick one uh, first. Okay. Let's go with you, Kat. Oh my goodness. See, um, people feel in tune with me. I knew it. <laughs> you know why? It's because I've been messaging you on Instagram. That's why <laughs> well, we know, have a rapport going. <laughs> we do. I, I feel energy. So, all right. So I have two questions. Um, do you want my first question or my second question? Let's do the second. Okay. If you could relive uh, one minute, so only one minute of time of your life every day for the rest of your life, what minute would you choose? Hmm. Wow. So let's say at nine o'clock or some appointed time every day, you get to like have this one minute um, come back every day. But okay. Odd, actually. <laughs> I have an answer for you. All right. Um, so I've thought about this a lot. I, oddly enough, I'm like, what's the best day of my life? And I keep going back to when I summited uh, the dome at Yosemite. Oh, 
Mm-hmm. Um, that was incredible. It was the most amazing, hard day of my life because that hike is no joke. And we weren't guaranteed because we didn't even have, you have to have a special permit to do the cables on Half Dome. And we didn't even have it, uh, but we went up anyway. And that hike alone to Sub Dome is crazy. Um, and uh, we happened to get a permit from a very nice couple. And uh, we did the cables, even though we were exhausted. And then summiting that mountain was probably one of the most amazing experiences of my life. So to feel so connected to nature and to feel like I had used my body in this way to give me this most joyful moment um, was probably one of the most amazing experiences of my life. So would you like relive like say, I don't know, 20 seconds of it, you know, of the hard part and then the rest of the minute, you know, where you made it. and Yes. So you, I we... would totally include the hard part because that's what made it so great, oddly yeah. enough. And isn't that so symbolic for life of like the hard part actually made it the most beautiful thing. So I would say, yeah, 10 seconds of being on those cables where you feel like your arms <laughs> can no longer support you and then actually making it and getting up onto that mountain. Yeah. Wow. So, I mean, that really would be cool if you could relive that every day just for yeah. one. That would be awesome. Because you feel so accomplished and you just feel so connected to the earth. You know what I mean? So, when, how old were you or when did you actually have that moment? It wasn't too long ago. It was actually probably just a year ago. Um, it, yeah, it was such a fluke because um, I kept trying and trying and trying for the permits and they were just not available at all. And I was like, let's go anyway. And I have a good feeling. And it worked out. Hmm. Great. Well, that, yeah. I, that's a great question then um, because it produced a really wonderful backstory. So. Yeah, thank you so much. Okay, Matt, you're up. Well, mine isn't so, I, I don't know. <laughs> well, maybe, <laughs> may, maybe it'll produce a good backstory. But, uh, okay, so mine it is, will. Mine oh. is uh, more, um, well, so... There's been a ton of TV shows, uh, and people that we've spoken to have been on TV, you yourself included. And uh, my question is, if you could go back and be on any TV show, any character, which one would you choose, and kind of why? Hmm. Hmm. There's so many. I know. Um... (laughs) Oh, boy. Well, so two uh, that come up quickly for me are Breaking Bad, Mm -hmm. just because I grew up in New Mexico. And uh, there's a lot of references in that show where I'm like, uh, yeah, I (laughs) really relate to it. uh, Just because, you know, the they have such great cinematography and they just encapsulated Albuquerque so well. Um, And because I'm from there, it would feel really special to be on that show. And it is actually probably my favorite show because it's so well done. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, so I'd say Breaking Bad. And then I would say um, anything involving Judy Garland. Um, I know she did like a 
she did like a TV special at one point, I think. Um, uh, I don't know if she was actually on a proper TV show ever, but uh, to be in her presence was, because she is my hero would be um, would be ugh, I, I can't even put into words what that would be like for me. OK, fair enough. Yeah. Kat, do you want to yeah, ask but... your other one? Well, I wanted to know, like, with Breaking Bad, like, where do you see you would, you know, like... Oh, my God, I know. <laughs> That's a good question. Because yeah. there are so many, like, possible roles. Of what they are. Am I the one doing the drugs? Like, <laughs> you know, um, I don't know. I'd love to be um, in either of their worlds. I think both of their worlds are so good. Uh, the lead characters, uh, Aaron, why am I forgetting his name? Uh, his world would be really fun. Uh, I'm, I'm totally, I am being them now. Um, <laughs> uh, but, but yeah, lots of possibilities there of characters. And I think I would want to do them all. <laughs> Aaron well, Paul know, is his name. They're, they're, they're a good balance. I think of like, you know, the, the good and the bad. Yes. In um, everyone. Yes, for sure. Uh, and the circumstances that brings out, um, you know, whichever side. So yes, yes. Interesting. Well, I was just yeah. very curious. Yes, great questions, guys. <laughs> Thanks. Cat has one more. <laughs> oh wow! Okay, <laughs> okay, we're doing all three here. Yeah, we'll go back. <laughs> we'll do. You the... are the first. Um, to get all three questions. Whoa, okay, I love it. I, I just feel like you're going to have a great story for this one, too. So, um, what is the craziest thing you've ever done in the name of love? In the name of love? <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> the craziest thing I've ever done. Um, you know, I've been with my partner for 12 years. And I think that length of time is the craziest thing I've ever done. It's definitely the <laughs> longest I've ever been with anyone. And so, you know, if that's not love, I don't know what is because <laughs> I still love him and it's been many years that we're together. So, <laughs> so. and I would do just about anything for him. Well, and in a pandemic too. Um, yes. I've, you know, two years of that. Yes, exactly. We've been through that. You know, we can get through anything. <laughs> yeah, we talked. Yeah. We talked to someone earlier who was, uh, you know, speaking about the same sort of thing. You know, how people have been together for so long, cooped up. Yes, it's like either the time up... alone is sort of a, a monumental thing. I'd say. Yeah, yeah. You either end up loving them more or just like, <laughs> nope. <laughs> Can't tossing do it. them out <laughs> yeah you gotta go <laughs> uh, yeah <laughs> there you go you've restored my hope and love <laughs> oh yay i love that <laughs> yay uh, all right well <laughs> go ahead cat <laughs> i'm just curious do you know where do you see yourself on the next catch-up show like what kind of stories do you think you'll have for that Ooh, well, in class, this is kind of becoming a, an ongoing joke for me, is that I keep playing these nun roles. And <laughs> so I sort of see myself in a nun role sometime soon. Uh -huh. um, I would love to take that on. And there's so many great nun roles. Uh, 
So, um, yeah, I think that would be pretty wild. Hmm. Yes. Oh, I was, there was a great one. Now I can't think of the title, but I used to, it was a play and I used to love watching it. But Oh, uh, she I would a, love to know what that is. I like, know. If you we, think of it, let me know because I'm kind of on a roll here. Yeah. So the on, the well, only nun I can think of is Sister Batril from the Flying Nun or whatever. Oh, was. I was doing um Black Narcissus, mm-hmm. uh, which is a '50s film based on a book, and they did a recent uh, limited series on it. Uh, it's all these nuns sort of kind of going crazy. Um, uh, so it's definitely a juicy role, and then um. And then what's the other one I'm doing? Oh, I'm actually doing Measure for Measure by uh, Shakespeare right now. So, wow. um, yeah, and Doubt's on my list. I'd love to do Doubt in class. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah, you know, I'll keep this ball rolling. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. All right, Kat, anything else before we let Kate go? Oh, she has to go. Well, <laughs> you know, only until next time. Um, yes. We'll be watching for more, you know, best actress and Yay. awards and great things to come from you. So, yes. fingers crossed. Yes. Thank you so much for having me back. What a treat. Uh, yeah, anytime, you know. Anytime you want to come by, just, uh, you know, let the cat know and we'll fit you in. Awesome. Great. Thank you both so much. So good to talk to you guys again. As always, if you have any questions, concerns, or comments, you can send those to cat at iwriteplays at outlook.com or you can write to me at backstorysessions at gmail.com or matt at level11ventures.com. Thanks for listening and we'll talk to you soon. Take care.